0: As Jen starts off, I just want to continue to encourage you to just be open to the Lord. Just really sense what God wants to do. What the Lord wants to do in us today. So I just want to encourage you to put away distractions again. Put your eyes back on the Lord. If there's anything that you're holding on to, just to let it go any preoccupations in your thoughts, your mind's going somewhere else, just say, God, I just give it to you right now because I just want you. I want to be open. I want to be available. I just want you.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Lord. Okay, come on, Lord. You know what? For many years, I always wondered why the special anointing was on such a selected few. Oh. Oh. That's not me. <laughs> why can't i have that god (laughs) i want more why can't i have that why do i always have to hear about smith wigglesworth and all his amazing stories if i had the same holy spirit then why can't i have more (laughs) why can't we It's always reduced to the, not reduced, but it's always about the people in the Bible and it's about their faith and the, and the heroes we hear about from history and how amazing they have been, but I want that. I want more. <laughs> you know, this weekend we're unpacking the glory of God and like Wes, I'm like, who am I? Who am I to try and articulate for one moment what the glory of God is like? (laughs) What a joke. Who am I to try and describe God and his glory and how glorious he is? It overwhelms me. And I have experienced some of the consequences of his glory, like now. (laughs) But also I've experienced, I went to see some of my favourite speakers and I remember seeing uh, this misty thing above where they were speaking. And I said to the person beside me, I said, hey, can you see that? No. No. I said, oh, well, I can. I, I, there's this, this like, it's like smoke. It's like this smoky stuff. And nobody else seemed to notice it. Everyone else was just doing their thing, and like just sitting there listening, and no one seemed to notice all the smoke. And at the end of the service, I went up to the speaker and I said, hey, you know what, I, I, I just saw this hazy stuff. Oh, and before that, during the actual um, session when they were speaking, the smoke alarm went off and the the pastor got up and he said I'm really sorry but we we've never had the smoke alarm go off in about 20 years or something he said and I'm thinking I can't smell smoke no one could smell smoke and I thought maybe other people will see it now but no no one saw it it ended up being the glory cloud. And the guys who were speaking at the conference, and they said, oh, yeah, that's the glory cloud. You know, we often have that manifest whenever we speak. I'm oh, like, wow, <laughs> that's pretty cool. We used to have a, a home church in our place, and 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 we had this beautiful worship time, and and it was really lovely. And then we sat down, and we went to open the Word. And then I looked at my hands, and I went, What? And I was covered in glory dust. And that's never happened before. I wasn't even sure if I believed in it. And yet my whole body was head to toe. And we had another time in our home group uh, that even Wes and one of the other guys, I didn't see it this time, but then they saw the glory cloud. And so there are these amazing accounts that we can have of the consequences of the glory of God. But but it's so much more than that, isn't it? God is so much more to clouds and gold dust. He is the glorious one. He is glorious. We can't reduce him to even the consequences of shaking and crying and laughing and, and whatever else he wants to do is just like this. It can't even be measured between, like Nothing. And compared to him being the glorious one. (laughs) You know, in this session, I really feel to look at Exodus 33. And it's quite amazing. I've had so many people talk about Moses. Because this was the most, to me, I feel it was the most amazing, incredible encounter that a human has ever had with God. But before we jump into that, I I just need to give you a little bit of a background because if we jump into 33, we're not going to get the full picture. So if if I can just briefly explain Exodus 32 because it sets the picture. You know, the Israelites had just been at Mount Sinai for about 12 months and they were ready to receive God's law. And they were ready to make covenant with God and to build the tabernacle and to um, institute the priesthood so that then they could be an orderly people going into the promised land. Orderly, godlike, God's got it in control, ready to go. But Moses was just about to experience the worst experience of his leadership yet. God said to him, they're coming, when you, when you go down after meeting with me, Moses, the people are causing a huge racket. It's really not good down there. Um, they're worshipping a golden calf. And so Moses left, he went down. Yes, he's two I see, Aaron, good one, Aaron. And he's there worshipping and dancing around a golden calf. And not only that, in chapter 32, sorry, yeah, 32, verse 6 there's a little phrase in there that says, and in the morning, the people rose to play. He wasn't talking about hopscotch. That was just a polite little way of saying, when they woke up in the morning, they started eating and drinking till they were drunk and were involved in every form of sexual immorality you could imagine. Don't. So when Moses was coming down, not only was it the golden calf, but the People were in such a disgusting mess that God said, Moses, that's it. I've had enough. I don't want anything to do with these people anymore. I'm going to wipe them out no more. My wrath about them is so strong and so hard. I don't want anything to do with these people. Let me start with you, Moses. Let's start all over again. You can be my patriarch and let's get going. Let's start all over again, Moses. And Moses is freaking out, no God, no, 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 remember Isaac, remember Abraham, remember how you promised, that was their seed and you were going you were, you were to just magnify, you were going to expand, you, you've made all these incredible promises, you can't, you can't give up on us now. And so God relented. And then God said, okay Moses, I won't kill them, but you can go into the promised land but my presence will not go with you. Well, that freaked out Moses as well. And he said, You can't. No, God, no, there's no point. If you if you don't come with us, if you if we don't have your presence, don't send us there. There is no point in going to a promised land without you being with us. We need you. God relented. But Moses was so stressed about that scenario of not having God's presence, he kept saying, but if we don't have your presence, God, and God said, relax, you can rest. My promi- I promise you my presence will go with you. But if we look now at Exodus 33, verses 17 to 23. And the Lord said, I will do this thing that you've asked, that is, I will go to the promised land with you, for you have found favour, loving kindness and mercy in my sight, and I know you personally and by name. And Moses said, I beseech you, God, I earnestly ask you, show me your glory. And God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, before you and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will show mercy and loving kindness on whom I will show mercy and loving kindness but you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place beside me and you shall stand upon the rock, and while my glory passes by, I will place you in the cleft of the rock, and cover you with my hand until I have passed, and then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face, it can't be seen. Show me your glory. You know we've got to remember that this is a time and a season when when the priests would enter into the most holy of holies with the sacrifice of the people and they would have something chained around to their ankle because if they weren't purified themselves they would die and someone would have to pull them out The boldness the audacity For Moses to say, can I see your unveiled glory, God? Can I see the fullness of your glory? I want a display of your glory because, you know, you really got my attention with the burning bush. Thank you for that. That was brilliant. I've seen your miracles. I've seen your power. You know, the rod thing, the... The, the parting the sea, astounding. I thank you, God, that I've had these face-to-face conversations with you. I've lived in your presence with the cloud and the fire. and But I believe I can have more. There was a sense from Moses that he hadn't seen anything yet. You know, history tells us that athletes had been chasing a goal since about 1886 to break the four-minute mile. No one could run under four minutes. It just couldn't be done. It couldn't, you couldn't. No one could do it. The human would. It, it's just. It just can't be done. A human would break at the thought of even attempting to do that. It is beyond human capacity. Um, th- there was just. There's no way that that could be done. And experts would say, look, if someone was to break that barrier, well, it would have to be, the weather would have to be perfect. There can't be any wind. The ground has to be really hard clay. There have to be a really boisterous crowd for someone to actually break that four-minute mile barrier. The thing, though, on the 6th of May on 19, in 1954, on a cold day, on a wet track in Oxford, England, before a relatively small crowd, Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile with a time of three minutes 59 and four tenths of a second. And there was this this mindset, there was this psychological barrier that it couldn't be done. There was no more to achieve here, we can't do it. Is that the same? Can that be the same? Could that be the same for us in the spirit realm? There's no more to see here. There's no more to experience. There's no more to receive from God. Is that just a psychological barrier for us in the spirit realm? We've got to break through the barrier. Because it's not only for Smith Wigglesworth, it's not only for the heroes of faith. I just want to be like Moses. It's like, God, I haven't seen anything yet and I'm not talking about new and strange experiences, more gold dust, more clouds, more laughing. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about such a connection with my father. We are meant to go deeper with him. You are a son or daughter of the most high God and you are meant to go deeper with him. I always challenge myself, do I know God better now than what I did a month ago? Do I know him better than what I did six months ago, 12 months ago? I just want to be forever changing. I don't want to ever stay the same. I don't want to just think of yesterday's past experiences and think that I would be satisfied with that. Because with I'm tempted to. Man, if I had a rod and I held it up and the sea parted, that would probably be enough glory for me to last me the rest of my life. But it certainly wasn't for Moses. And I don't want it to be that way for me either. You know, we just, we just love you guys here at Resto. Resto. I know that's the right thing to say, the resto. So I, we really do. And we, we always leave feeling the ones that are blessed. We're like, man, those guys are so good. You know, we just feel like this is family for us. And I know we hardly know any of you, but that's what it's like in God's family, hey? You just still have a connection. You can't explain it. And it's just like, hey, we're back. Here we are. Family. <laughs> And we feel like we learn some, as Wes said, we feel like we learn from you and we're challenged by you and, and we just love you guys. But isn't it true, you know, that um, that no matter who we are, no matter how long we've been saved, no how matter long we've known Jesus, there is There is a risk for a comfortable faith. There's a risk of just being on cruise control, maintaining, maintaining, looking like the right, looking like we're doing the right thing, behaving the right way, doing our ministry, keeping it up, using our gifts. But somewhere in that, sometimes we can lose our first love. Sometimes we just have to think about when was the last time I I sat with the Father and just to be with Him. Not asking Him anything. Not expecting anything. I just want to be with my dad. I just want to be with my Abba Father. Father. I just want to hang out because he loves me. I was telling the guys, you've got to tell you this story. A few weeks, uh, probably a couple of months ago now, but I was in my living room and I was just really worshiping the Lord and just loving being with him. And, and I said, Father, what can I sing to you? And he said, like that one, uh, Your Banner Over Me Is Love. You know that one? Love it is mine and I am his and his banner over me is love. And I just said, you've got to be kidding me. That daggy song. I haven't thought of that song since I was about 10. Are you sure? Can we pick another one? It was just silence. Okay, banner over me it is. So I began to sing, my beloved is mine. That's as far as I got. My beloved is mine. I am his. And his banner over me is I sang that to him, he sang it to me. My beloved is mine, I am his, and his banner over me is love. Sometimes we can have things that influence or distract. We've been saying that. We can it distracts our love for the Lord. It distracts our walk with Him. Sometimes we're just feeling flat. Sometimes we can have friends that are not good for us. I have a friend who uh, she was going through some really big changes with the Lord and she she was on fire and she was saying to me, she said, oh, Jen, it's just amazing. God is showing showing me all these incredible things about himself and I'm learning so much and what I have since in my whole Christian life and and everything is like it's come alive and it's just so amazing and real and it's just incredible. And so she went to her home group uh, and she she said to me, she said, you know what, Jen, it's, it's like I'm a new me. I'm, I'm a new me. I have this whole new breath of life of understanding the Father's love for me. And so she went to a home group that she'd been part of for many years and the friendships that she'd had there for many years. And she said, you know what, guys, it's amazing. This is what God is doing in my life. And I just feel like I'm a new person. And, and his words come alive. And I'm learning. And it's, I'm, I'm just so amazed, And their response to her was, we like the old you better. That's a problem. That's a problem. In Mark 9, verse 2 and 3, you know, we have the picture of the transfiguration, you know, and it's just Jesus... God speaks, Jesus is just like the brightness, they can't describe the brightness, the glory of God in that moment. It's so incredible. But how many people went and experienced that with Jesus? It was just Peter, James and John. Where was the rest of the disciples? I know which crowd I want to be in. I just want people to be able to help me go further. I don't want Netflix or a hobby to take precedence in my love for God. And, and I'm, I, I do. There are times we all do. These things are more, have more appeal. They have more appeal than just taking the time out to sit with our Father. The presence of God is something that Moses absolutely craved for. When we read on, and, and God said to Moses, you know, I'm, in verse 19, I will make all of my goodness pass by you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord Before you, Moses. And in ancient Hebrew, the name represented a person's character and nature. And so God promised to reveal his character to Moses in that moment, not merely as a title. It's like God was saying to Moses in that moment, I'm going to show you something, but it's going to be so much more than that. I'm going to cause all my goodness to pass by you, and I'm going to give you deeper insight and understanding as to who I am, Moses, because, Moses, the first thing you need to know and understand about me is that I am good. God didn't start to say, I'm going to show you my wrath, Moses. I'm going to show you my power, Moses. I'm going to show you my justice, Moses. He started with his goodness. He started with his goodness. I am good, says God. And in light of previous conversations about wiping everyone out, God is good. And the thing is, if we don't understand that God is good, we will have a blockage and we will not be able to enter in. We won't be able to go deeper. If there is some sort of misunderstanding or we just don't really grasp how good he is, This was the important thing for Moses to understand. Because even Moses had had incredible hardship, hadn't he? Leading those Israelites, man, I just can't believe what he had had dealt with in his life with those people. With everything, with Pharaoh, the challenges, the difficulties he'd made. And isn't it true? Sometimes we go through horrendous things. We might lose a child. A business goes bankrupt. A house burns down. Problem in relationships. Your, sp- your spouse walks out on you. We do go through horrendous things. But is God still good? Is he still good? It's like that song. I, I can't pronounce this gentleman's name. His last name is Bafford. And his wife and four daughters scheduled a trip from the US to France. But due to his work commitments, he had to send his wife and kids first. But the French liner that they were on... Collided with an English vessel and it sank within 12 minutes, and he lost his four daughters, but his wife survived. But at some time after that, he wrote the hymn When a peace like a river attends my way, when sorrow like the sea billows roll, it is well. It is well with my soul. If that's not a declaration to keep saying that, yeah, despite what I'm experiencing, God is good. God is always good. It's not what he does, it's who he is. He is good. So important for us. To be able to to declare that. He wants us to. He wants to restore confidence. He wants us to know His perfect goodness. Because it is glorious. It is truly glorious. Remember when Moses asked, I earnestly ask you, show me your glory. I'll show you so much more than that, Moses. I'll show you my goodness. Verse 21 and 22, and then God was about to reveal himself to Moses in a unique way. And he went on to say, No one can see my face, but I will protect you. I will place you in the cleft of the rock. So when my glory passes by, you will endure this experience, Moses. You actually won't die. Because if I didn't do that, you surely would. I am too glorious for you, Moses. You don't understand what you're asking. But it's okay, I'll let you see my afterglow, my back, the afterglow, the reflection of my glory, that you will see, but you can't see my face, you'll die. When we experience the glory of God, it's powerful, it's so powerful. In Revelation 1 17, John experienced something of the glory and he fell at Jesus' feet like he was dead. Paul experienced something of the glory on the road to Damascus. Sometimes I've had personal, my own personal experiences of being with the Lord, and you just feel like, I feel like I'm going to explode. I don't know about you but are you curious with what God has for you? I am. Are you satisfied with yesterday's experiences with him? Are you not curious? Are you not intrigued with the possibilities of what he has for you? I am. I want to go fighting for more of God and and I don't want to compare myself with anyone or do anything like that but I don't want there to be some sort of psychological barrier in me that says there's no more. I grew up with that. There's no more to experience of God here. No way. They said they couldn't. But I say, let's go. (laughs) I say, let's go for the more. I say, let's smash through every barrier that says there is no more to experience of God. I say that we can have more, just even more than anyone that we know of. There is no limitations on God. God does not have any limitations for you to come to him and to experience some more. He will never turn you away. He will never say you've had enough. Sit down, be quiet. He will always give you more. Can I suggest, I have no idea what to do right now. I just feel that maybe we just need to come to the Father and just say, I haven't really declared that you are good. And I know that that is going to stop me from trusting you with the next level of my, my faith, with my love, with how deep I go with you. I want to break through the barriers of things that are just telling me that you are not as good as what I believe you should be. We believe the lie that there isn't any more for us to experience. Just stay in your cruise control mode and let's just one day we'll get to glory. I want the glory now. I want it today. (laughs) And I reckon we can boldly come to the Father as little children and we can say, Father, we want more. I want more of you. I want more of you. And I'm not talking about experiences, I just want to know you more and whatever that looks like. I want to somehow have a greater understanding of you and your glory because you are glorious. And the more I understand about that, the less I'm going to worry about the pathetic little issues in my life. Because my focus is going to be on my king who is all glorious. (sighs) It's time to stop being ripped off by the enemy. It's time to stop being ripped off by our own psychological barriers if they exist. I've been a believer for 40 years. I want more. I want more. How about you guys? Do you want more? As I said, I love your faith. Where's and I look up to you guys? We think this is an amazing church and we can have more God what do we do <laughs> Father we <we're> just <laughs> just being audacity that Moses had to say to you, Father, show me your glory. And Father, as your sons and daughters, we ask you to show us your glory. We want more. We don't want to be satisfied with yesterday's encounters. My beloved is mine, I am his, and his banner over me is love. My beloved is mine, sing it with me, I am his, and his banner over me is love. My beloved is mine, and I am his. And his banner over me is love. His banner over me is love.
0: So I just saw in the spirit, I just, Jen, you, can you stay up here, where's... Come up here, Katie. Come up here. I saw in the spirit some barriers, and today is the day to get rid of the barriers. For some people, it's disappointments of seasons past that stop you from stepping forward. For other people, it's hurt from things that have happened experiences, it's different for different people, one of the things the enemy's been trying to do is harden hearts, harden hearts towards one another, but harden hearts towards God, and today is an opportunity, for some people the barrier is religion, this is different, haven't seen it before. There's a stirring of your spirit, but there's a battle in your mind between being feeling like I need to keep stepping into God, but I'm getting out of my comfort zone. Whatever it is for you, today is the day to come and walk through the doors, to get through the narrow path, through the bushes. And so I just want to encourage you as these guys worship. I'm getting out of the way to come because there's something I, because what I saw in the spirit that spirit, that if you come and say God I, I don't want those barriers anymore I don't want a hard heart I don't want hurt I don't want religion I don't want disappointment to stop me from coming but I want to come and I want to walk in a new season with you I want to experience your goodness in every way I saw these guys laying hands on you so I'm not going to be here you come up and by faith And do not let the enemy stop you. Do not let those hurts, those disappointments, that unbelief, the hardness of hearts. The enemy says there is no more. Don't let any of that stop you. Don't let pride, there's someone here today, pride. Pride is what's stopping you. Don't let pride stop you. Let this be a day when we walk through the doors together, the many doors that are before us. Let this be a day that we walk through the doors right now. Receive it. Receive what God has for you by faith. Receive. You didn't receive the spirit by works of the law. You received it by faith. And right now, receive by faith the goodness of God for you. Receive by faith everything that he has for you. Receive by faith the new seasons, the open doors, the opportunities, the more of his presence, the more of his glory. Receive it by faith. good everything's all good for me maybe you need to ask God and say God I come before you show me the condition of my heart show me show me because I don't think there's one person in this room today that doesn't need more